On today's episode... We have to understand it from the perspective of what's important to uh, the business that I am running here, uh, whether it's a product that I'm selling or a service that I'm selling. So understanding their business is important and understanding my market. Yeah, it kind of ties back to our, our mission of finding a better way always. If we're just satisfied with what happened yesterday or last year, that's never going to be good enough. It's ASAP, a Strategic America podcast. And this is the theme song. And we don't have much time, just need it ASAP. Okay, thanks, bye. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of ASAP, a Strategic America podcast. I am Joe Emmons. You've heard me here before. Um, I'm sorry, or you're welcome, <laughs> as Anna Van Wertheisen has told you before on the podcast. Um, joined by co-host Sherry uh, today. Hey there. And we're kind of wrapping up 2019. So mm-hmm. you guys heard a couple episodes ago, we did um, some recaps of our favorite episodes with the ASAP crew and looking over everything that we've done in the last year uh, as we kick this off. And um, we're kind of looking at trends and various things today with our guest, the one and the only, our CEO, John Schreers. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Joe. Yeah. It's exciting to have you here. We, uh, You guys may have heard the earlier episode with uh, older brother, Mike Schreers, earlier in the year. Um, that's one of the cool things about the company that I always thought was really neat was that it was family owned and operated. And you guys have been in partnership here doing this for how many years now? Well, it'll be 40 years uh, beginning in 2020. So, And as far as Mike and I together... Oh, 37 and a half of those I've been, uh, been at SA. It's a special thing. You don't, you don't see a lot of that. And I think, I think as associates and I think, you know, our clients speak to that too, that you kind of feel that when you come through the doors here and, and get to see what we're up to. So it, it is, it's a unique part of it. And many people say, well, how do you do it? How's it work? Uh, what are mm-hmm. the problems? What are the things that I, you're not telling me? Uh, <laughs> it's all very good. It's kind of, uh, taking the same passion. You have a sense of purpose and then just driving it forward with just good business practices. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's, you know, it's fun and we enjoy it. And we've got a great team because really we're not selling widgets. We don't have anything other than to the talent and the ideas to solve clients' problems from the team that we've got. And, and we've got a great team. And, you know, one of the things that I thought was so cool when I started out here too and, and looking, you know, we have our, our monthly meetings where we get together and we kind of do a state of the union and check things out. And when I started and I heard the name Strategic America and we talked about that, I, I hadn't heard of the agency, but I was from outside of the market, way outside the area in Southern Indiana. Um, and I was really intrigued by that. And that whole idea of strategy is like something that is a big through line through all of this mm-hmm. that I keep seeing. And I'd heard it from Mike when I first met with him and I've heard it from you several times and other department heads and folks. Um, so can we talk about some of the strategies that we've had locally? I mean, we, we do a lot of stuff um, on a high level, but like for 2019, what were some of the strategies looking back that we have really tried to hit on this year? Well, I mean, let's first look at some of the things that happened from an industry perspective. Uh, you've had to deal with GDPR and uh, the regulations that took place. And how do we, we have to be in compliance. We have to be good business partners for mm-hmm. the brands that we serve. Uh, you've got CCPA, the California Privacy Act, and that's uh, also looking at personalization and the data privacy aspects and how can we make sure that people's identities are protected so that we're using the information properly. You know, it serves into everything of who are the right partners that we work with. And if a partner can't 
pass those tests of uh, credibility and transparency, then we won't work with them. Um, you know, does it mean, in essence, not getting at the lowest price, but maybe at a premium price? Well, it's not a premium price because we know that we're going to deliver to the audience that mm-hmm. is being expected to. We don't want to have any kind of con- questions or concerns from our clients. But, you know, 2019 was, was quite a year. We had mm-hmm. our ups and downs just like any other good business. We learned from them along the way. Um, but with that, I think that, uh, you know, the economy's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. So from mm-hmm. a consumer confidence, unemployment is at record lows right now. There are a lot of good things, but it doesn't make it any easier. Mm-hmm. If it was that easy, then everybody would be doing this. And that's definitely not the case. So again, it's back to the team and making sure that we're solving those client challenges along the way mm-hmm. and doing it in a responsible fashion. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the things I remember, I think earlier this year, we we had a sit down chat where you and, and Mike had an interview and we were re- focusing on this idea of, um, I think, serving clients that, you know, focus on where you live, focusing on the home, that idea around, Mike had a really good line and I've forgotten it now, but it was it was talking about the those kinds of brands that serve where you live and a lot of the clients that we have and that. Can you speak at all to that kind of initiative and that thought behind uh, a little bit of our focus as an agency in that direction? Sure. Over the years, I mean, we've had the good fortune to work with enterprise brands that go to business or go to market through dealers, agents, contractors, franchisees, and retailers. So you've got this premium brand and some great brands, but it still has to be dealt with from their first customer. Their first customer is the contractor, the franchisee, the retailer. How do I make them successful? How do I bring customers in their stores to buy my product or my service that, that they may choose to represent? So, Because it is, as, a, as an independent, you, they have choices along the way. Mm-hmm. And I have to do a good job of being able to drive customers to them because they're entrepreneurs uh, along the way. You know, they've got they've got it all out there on the line and they expect that we can get them the, the traffic, we can mm-hmm. get them to purchase their product and, and you know, make sure that uh, we've already somewhat uh, prepared them for the purchase that says, here are the benefits, this is why it might be good for you. And uh, I don't care if you're a contractor that does HVAC installs or, or if you're an electrical contractor that installs generators or if you're selling hamburgers and chicken sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. It's all important. And it could be a $4 ticket or it could be a $4,000 or $14,000 ticket. Well, and some of those challenges, I think, that are faced with these various um, various centers or branches or, or as you see franchisees and a lot of the clients that we serve um, – you know, you have different markets, you have different uh, kinds of products, but a lot of the challenges are the same. And, and I'm curious to get a take from you too on, you know, whether it's marketing trends or whether it's um, things that we focus on. What are what are some of those things that you've seen that really stay like consistent across the board, whether it's for clients or strategy for us? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, uh, the question is, is do you understand my business? Okay. And if I have to understand it, we have to understand it from the perspective of what's important to uh, the business that I am running here, uh, whether it's a product that I'm selling or a service that I'm selling. So understanding their business is important and understanding my market. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's 210, 211 different DMAs across the country. And we buy in each and every one of those DMAs and all of the provinces in Canada as well. So 
the customer information, and then the ch- and then having the talent and the expertise to deliver in any channel that we find is the most effective. Mm. A lot of times you're layering in what the enterprise is doing, and then the lead generation or the activation strategy may be done locally. Mm-hmm. So you have to have those tools and be able to use those at a local level. And then also be able to uh, do it affordably because my budgets are not necessarily the same as what the enterprise may have. Sure. So what you're talking about there, too, is looking at that, like at the enterprise level, looking at what that, that kind of parent company, their direction, their strategy as a whole. And then and then we can step in and act as that partner to help roll that out to these various locations and say, OK, how do we connect that to where you are, you know, down in the southeast or up in Canada or wherever? Right. Um, and and uh, it, it one size does not fit all. I, I know that we're finding that over and over again with the number of versions, whether it be on the websites mm-hmm. or whether it be in the offers and does this offer work in Florida where this offer might work better in California or Colorado? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit? This is not um, necessarily you know, something that we'd planned, but I'm curious to talk about how data has played into this. I mean, we have a conversation with that a lot. I mean, we talked with um, with Amanda Glenn a little bit about data and her work with service experts. And then when Dave Moody came on and we talked to him, there was some other um data that went along with his, but for all of our clients, I mean, we do a lot of research and a lot of work that goes into that. And I'm curious if you could chat a little bit about that. Oh my gosh. Well, it depends on what you're talking on data. Data can be everything that the inf- that the information that the client's willing to share, whether it be sales information, mm-hmm. whether it be product uh, units sold, whether it be uh, uh, customer uh, lists that uh, may have uh, had a product register or a warranty registration that uh, took place along the way. But that's part of what, um, back in 1998, uh, maybe Mike had mentioned it, where we developed a technology tool that allows us to take things in scale. So uh, taking a local market information, whether it be information at that time that might have been about direct mail or might mm-hmm. have been about radio or, or newspaper, and being able to database that and then make that so that um, it can be repeated over and over again yeah. and then use those local rates and information for buying decisions along the way. So turning control back to the local market with kind of the uh, overall uh, parameters as set by the brand or the enterprise. Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing when we were chatting about some of that stuff going through um, when we were meeting with Amanda and the various folks we talked data with is there's so much data on, on you know, the client side that we get, but even being able to just track how things are performing when you get into like the analytics of the, some of the digital campaigns we do, whether it's programmatic or, you know, we do some of the social campaigns now. Um, it's just, it's kind of a wild world. I know Mike talked a lot about how much things have changed over the years in that sense that there, everything is move, just keeps moving faster and faster and you get a lot of real time feedback on things. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of those consistent things that run through and that integrity that you alluded to earlier, like when we're trying to be, you know, really conscious of how we handle people's information. And, you know, there's some of those things like that that stay consistent across the board, regardless of how fast it moves. It kind of ties back to our our mission of finding a better way always. If we're just satisfied with what happened yesterday or last year, that's never going to be good enough. Uh, People expect more. We expect more. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we're not willing to, yes, we'll learn from, and yes, we have parameters of scalability 
and why it needs to work from a compliance perspective. But if we're not innovating, then uh, then we're really not continuing to learn. From a perspective of what should we be doing to test, if it's uh, what we know has consistently worked, but what is the element of testing? And bringing that equation to the table as well. And having clients believe in and trust that testing is an important part of their plan. Yeah, if you say there was a prospective client out there or somebody that's working with us too, and you're you're going to talk to them about how we innovate and some of the things that really, really move the bar forward for SA, what would you, if, if you were going to do like an elevator pitch for that idea of innovation around how, you know, we, like you mentioned before, always trying to find that better way. Um, what would you say to somebody out there listening to that? Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, uh, to say that we have all the answers is not a, it would not be a true statement because we have to understand what the situation is and what your challenges are, Mm -hmm. because uh, each challenge uh, may have a different scenario as to what the best solution is. And then you multiply that over those 210 markets across the country. That's where it gets exciting. Uh, So one size does not fit all. And that speaks a little bit too. We've had some some of the team members from client services back there that you know they handle. Um, when I first started, I didn't understand that nearly as well. But it's been cool to kind of have that come into focus for me to understand. Oh, this is the person that really understands these markets and is working with these folks. And we have that focus in there, and they can really dive deep into what their markets are, are looking at as far as challenges or what their needs are. Um, and that is when you speak to like the strengths of the team. That is something that is I think a, a pretty awesome strength of SA too. And they they're all really passionate about mm-hmm. it back there. I mean, they care. They know what, what they're working on with folks. So, Well, if you treat it as though it's your money uh, mm-hmm. and your responsibility, it does make a difference. If you say, well, you know what, uh, that $2,000, you know, if it came out of your pocket, wouldn't that be important to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> make it important in your decisions, in your recommendations, because when you do, uh, I think that 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 message gets through to, to clients as well, mm-hmm. that uh, we, it, we treat that as our responsibility. For sure. And speaking of brand expertise, I mean, when you're talking about the fundamentals of marketing that don't change, understanding my business, um, it, it makes me think about personalization. And ANA actually said that the word, the marketing word for 2019 is personalization. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole business of the marketing world is going to change a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I look back and, uh, gee, Adweek started 40 years ago, <laughs> just like SA did 40 Jeez. years ago. And you look in all the different aspects. We're members of ANA as well, the uh, Association of National Advertisers. Mm-hmm. And you look at the uh, different training, the conferences, the subject matter that they're dealing with. It's very much the same and in sync with where the four A's is, the American Association of Advertising Agencies. We have to be on the same page. That client-agency relationship should not be one that's adversarial. It should be one where you're trying to create that synergy because it's all about growth. If we're, we're both trying to grow the business. We're trying to grow their business, grow demand for these products and services. Um, that's just what we do. And it's such an interesting contrast when we talk about the main disruptors from 2019, like GDPR and CCPA. And then we also talk about, on the other hand, how as consumers, we want more personalization. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a hard balance. 
True. I, I think that from the industry perspective, what does it look like in the future? You know, what's what's going to be uh, an ad and or are ads even uh, appropriate anymore? Or is it more of that dialogue of how you have that interaction? Uh, and it's ongoing. So whether it be an advocacy that I have for this product or service, but 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 that customer journey has so many different forms. And that's part of the fun of it is, you know, it's not just about creating a great TV spot like it may have been done in the past, but it's now how do I make that connection at the right time uh, for even in the mode that you're in? So what's my mode at this time? Is my mode about education? Is my mode mode about uh, I'm ready to buy? Uh, is it more about, uh, again, trying to learn and uh, develop the, uh, my opinion on this product? But that's all part of. It's interesting that you made the note, too, of, of like, is it, even, is it even an ad at a certain point? Because I mm-hmm. think we're seeing a trend, and we're going to talk about it a little bit after the break, um, toward a big rise in, in branded content. And specifically, what we're looking at is like consumer-based branded content, where you have consumers that are creating this content online, and then brands are reaching out to them because it fits in with their, their demographic of who they're trying to reach. Um, and at that point, is that you know, it doesn't fit the mold of like your traditional ad in a sense, but there is a massive influx of that kind of thing happening out there. Um, and I think it's it's interesting to see. I mean, like everything else, you, you've got it, brand is a pretty consistent thing, I think, and and what it does for people. We've talked about it before on here too. You know, you have brands like Nike and Apple and these these big boys that people recognize. You know, by by the logo, you know what that means. If you're looking at quality or you're looking at any number of things that build that brand piece, and it's kind of interesting to see brands move into consumers to market that content now. So maybe we'll take a quick break uh, and jump into that side of things uh, and talk some branding content and maybe see your take on what's going on in 2020. So we'll be right back. Sounds good. Hey there, it's Joe again. I just wanted to pass along a few updates to the show moving forward in 2020. First, we're moving to a bi-weekly schedule starting in January. You'll still be getting all the same great content every other Friday. Second, we're looking forward to starting a Q&A segment for the show next year. If you have a question you would like answered, let us know on Twitter at SABetterWay. Finally, from all of us at Strategic America, we would like to wish you the happiest of holidays this season, and we look forward to bringing you more exciting content in the new year. Now let's get back to the show. Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're still hanging out in the studio here on ASAP with John Schreers, our CEO here at Strategic America, and Sherry Saunders is hang- Saunders Binky. I have to update that since it's been you've been married for over mm-hmm. uh, over a year now. Yeah. yeah, I'm terrible. I'll get that back. <laughs> but we're hanging out and we're talking uh, about marketing. We're talking about trends. Um, we started the conversation a little bit around branded content uh, that's coming from consumers before the break, and we're going to talk a little bit more about you know 2020 and what we see coming down the road, but. Um, we got into it a little over the break, John, but um, let's talk a little about this consumer branded content idea. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of folks out there across various web platforms. You've got bloggers, you've got uh, people on YouTube and, and Instagram, these different places that are creating content that um, kind of dovetails really nicely with various brands. And, and we're seeing a lot of these brands seek out these content creators as a source for their their marketing to reach out to them as branded content um, and give a message to folks that are authorities to a certain audience. Uh, and, you know, the question I kind of posed to you over the break was, uh, you know, what do we, where do we stand on that from SA? You know, do we see opportunities there? What, what could be some strategies to, to move into that kind of market? 
Sure. Again, back to the is an ad an ad or how what what are the different tools that we have at our you know to use along the way and to help promote and grow our clients' business. So, whether it be called branding content today or some other words later, but anytime uh, we have an engagement. Uh, and a passion for the brand. It's something that we should look at and then be able to leverage. Again, if it's in a credible way. Um, It's not for, it has to be done for the right purpose. It has to be done with a certain amount of integrity uh, so that we aren't putting our client's brand at risk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If we find that this influencer also has a position that would be contrary to the values of, of our client, then again, that's probably not one we're going to align with and definitely one that we're not going to be compensating them for sure. any kind of um, uh, work in uh, uh, helping promote our products. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm curious to get your take on the branded content piece a little bit too, because I know you work a lot on the SA social here and, and are kind of in that world. But I, John, to your point there, I think that is hundred percent the ticket for looking at making sure it's a good partner. Mm-hmm. You know, for myself, I, I alluded to the, to the uh, influencers and folks in the space that I watch, which are a lot of videographers and photographers and folks that do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I trust them because yeah. I've been watching their content for a long time. They generally seem to know what they're talking about. Haven't led me astray. But yeah, if I had somebody that, you know, came on and said something, you know, inflammatory or, or um, did something that was contrary to what is really mm-hmm. a best practice, you know, that doesn't fit great with a brand. So there is some caution around yeah, that, I'm sure. Yeah, the authenticity is key. Yeah. Well, and it's always so interesting, too. There's, a, I'm sure you guys have both have heard it, when the marketers move in or when the advertisers move mm-hmm. in, the consumers move out, right? So yep. I've seen influencers that are just pushing ads constantly, that are pushing branded content constantly, and it's it's not working. So there is a level of, of being genuine mm-hmm. and making that message clear. Um, and I think advertising has always been about wanting to create a conversation, wanting to spark interest and engagement. Obviously, social media has heightened that ability, um, but it's the same foundational things that that we've been doing. Yeah. Right. It's just a, a, a different way of telling the story mm-hmm. uh, from a different point of view. It may be that, as from your case there, is the authority uh, because of your expertise or because of your use with the product or service. Um, what was your experience like? Um, and it, and does that fit with who I am? Do mm-hmm. How do I associate with you mm-hmm. uh, along the way? I think consumers are probably a little less tolerant with if there's something that do, that they don't agree with, then so goes the following. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, we, we look at a lot of the platforms like, I, well, I shouldn't say we, I don't know that SA looks like this, but I know a lot of, in a lot of spaces when we got access to social and we got access to all this data, we saw it as a, like a golden ticket with all the data of figuring out and understanding exactly what's happening. And it's really not that, that simple. And where I'm going with this here too, is, is to look at that hyper-local question that we have in this second mm-hmm. half of the show too. There's a big trend that you see, um, in various demographics, but, but, you know, a lot of millennials will see going mm-hmm. that way too, to this hyper local idea. You know, we want to avoid the big box store. We want to, um, we want to shop local. We want to know where our products are coming from and understand that story piece. Um, and, 
that's a that's a complicated thing sometimes, especially when you're mm-hmm. looking at the field marketing sense. So I'm curious to get your take on that too, John, with that trend to see where that's going and how we're attacking that. Oh, I think you're right. I think it is from a trend perspective, there's going to be more and more. And it doesn't matter if I'm just, if I'm the big box or if I'm the local ace or the local mm-hmm. entrepreneur that just opened shop uh, mm-hmm. recently. I think from, uh, the customer still has to be in charge of that decision mm-hmm. of where do I choose to go? Uh, and then how do I choose to be engaged? Is is it about a retail visit? Is it about an online visit? Is it about a phone call? How am I going to engage with the brand? You can't be one-dimensional, and we're also pushing our clients that way as well. Uh, That's part of um, being at the size that Strategic America is. Mm -hmm. We are not one-dimensional. We're not just looking at, uh, you know, it's about providing creative services or media services or public relations and communication services. Mm -hmm. um, We have to be able to assist our clients in their growth strategies Mm -hmm. along any one of those platforms. Um, because otherwise, uh, you know, we're really not serving them properly. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting piece there, too, and we talked a little bit about it um, in in the episode, I think, with Caleb Bailey when we were talking media. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, those different strategies not only give you different points in the kind of customer journey to touch base with people, but also depending on who that individual is and the different makeup of that demographic, it gives you a lot of those touch points to be able to work that story in and we've talked about podcast advertising on the show before and we've talked about digital and we've talked about a bunch of different things um and having that really multi-pronged approach covers the base i mean it's a changing thing to a certain extent you know it's a moving target but we track it closely sure and that's why uh to your point joe i think uh, so many people have uh, a place at the table here at sa Mm -hmm. uh, because we're um, an assortment of a variety of experts along the way whether I, I can't I can't draw a stick figure, so you don't want me doing anything from a design perspective. From a communication, <laughs> am I the best writer? No, but we really do have those experts along that that are here to use that skill set and that expertise for solving those clients' challenges. And and along the way, they just have to have a voice at the table. So mm-hmm. do I understand the request? Do I understand what the need is? And uh, what's the current situation? So those recommendations can be brought forward. Yeah. And I, I will absolutely second that too. I, I've felt um, a massive amount of collaboration here, which I think is super cool. It's never been strange to me, at least on my end. And maybe people think I'm strange when I'm walking around the office doing these kinds of things, <laughs> yes. but it's never been strange. <laughs> you, do, you can confirm that. That's probably fair. Um, but I do, I feel like a lot, of, I work with Sherry on a lot of projects, you know, and running over there and, and even if we don't have a project going at the time, but I have an idea or I see something or read something and I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this? And, um, her and Sarah Hudipole and I will get together every now and again and kind of just bounce ideas around on what's going on in, in the digital social space. You know, what can, what are some opportunities? What are we doing? Um, I done the same thing with some of our other folks in, in time. Um, but then uh, Joe, I'm going to challenge you. Yeah. This says, don't just have an idea, uh-huh. but have, uh, you know, this might work for this client or what mm. about this client? Uh, so the idea is great. And then somebody has to leverage it into who would that, whose problem would that solve? <laughs> and then take it to them as a more blown out uh, recommendation yeah. because it can't just be a random thought. It has to be something that fits within the strategy yeah. and says, you know what, this is right for your business. This is right now for the timing perspective or based on, uh, you know, what your competition yeah. is doing. So we'd love to connect those dots because that that that's, again, kind of that uh, – um, 
intrigue, intrigue, or uh, just your curious nature. Yep, and that's that is a hundred percent. I mean, being able to execute at that point too. I mean, the ideas are great, but yep. but if Run they don't go it. anywhere, Run yeah, with it. go yeah, for it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's the thing. You know, we. I, I've worked with a few, like Amanda Glenn is another good example. I'm going to just shout her out all over this episode too. So if you're listening again, thanks, Amanda. Um, but we've worked on a couple of things where she's been trying to work on video for some specific clients for quite a while. Um, and she'll come back in and and she would pull um, a few of us together and be like, hey, can we estimate this project? What would it do? Here's an idea we have. And, and you know, sit on it for a little bit and wait and see what we hear back and then come back and do it again and try some things. But, but yeah, I think that's, you know, being able to partner with those folks and client services in the various departments here were they, you know, taking the understanding of the problems in the field, coming back to the understanding of some of the opportunities here um, and connecting that. And I do think at SA, the the overarching theme that I really appreciate is that that happens. I mean, and it's and people's doors are open for that to happen. Sure. And that's that's a that's a cool thing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be driven by a budget or mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be driven by, oh, my gosh, I've got to have a problem solved by Friday Mm -hmm. of this week, uh, you know, it should be ongoing. Yep. Yeah. Those are the fun ones too. Mm -hmm. We have, well, the podcast started that way kind of, I mean, I know, I know it's an, you know, it's an internal project here, a bit of a, uh, a testing thing for SA, but I mean, there's a lot of brands out there that I think could, could benefit from having this kind of content. Um, and, and what a great way. And we talked about that. What a great way for us to do this and, and not only share our expertise, but also show, you know, the benefit and, and learn it, you know, learn more about it, get into the space. Um, and yeah, that we had conversations on that for, for quite a while and then started meeting with you guys and the team and, and putting that idea out there. So. It was, it was a good proposal. (laughs) (laughs) And we're here now. And here we are. And, and this is the guy that Sherry and team sat down with, uh, all that time ago. So, so if you're enjoying the, the show, you know, feel free and under the the comments on this episode to, to thank John. And if you're not, I guess, you know, you can tell a friend. Tune in next week. Anyhow, don't worry. (laughs) Yeah. Well, on that note, John, is there anything looking at 2020, you know, for SA or marketing trends in general or anything like that, that you see coming down the road um, that you want to call out uh, or just, you know, where are we, where are we going? Yeah. Well, I hope you invite me back, first of all. So (laughs) we'll use that as a, as an example for a a future show. But, you know, as we wrap up 19, uh, 19 uh, had a lot of uh, contacts to it, a lot of, uh, of learnings that took place, but there is an excitement and a passion for 2020 mm-hmm. in so many ways. One is it'll be our 40th anniversary. And it's not about just looking back and saying, oh, geez, you've been around for 40 years. In some ways, the 40th will be hopefully a uh, reason to believe that says, you know what, there are um, things that have happened, things, the results that have taken place that are the reason to believe versus someone that says, you know, I'd like to do this and may not have that same sense of credibility. But it's really about the next chapter. Um, the history is fine, and I'm an older gentleman, so I can <laughs> appreciate that. But really what excites us is about what is possible tomorrow. And in that regard, what are the things that we're going to do? Where are the areas that we're going to invest? Where's the priorities um, that we see as um, really following what the needs are in our clients and within our industry? So those discussions are in play right now. And uh, I hope that as you see things over 2020, you're going to find that same kind of excitement and you're going to say, I didn't know you did that at SA. Well, 
okay. (laughs) (laughs) But by the same token, we want to make sure that we're continuing to evolve in this business because, um, you know, agencies at some point, you know, we're agents of, we're agents for our clients. But what does that look like going forward? Mm -hmm. And how does it still add value? Because I may do things in-house or I may work with this specialty shop or this um, freelancer, mm-hmm. but the value of the agency and that relationship of how we're going to help them grow their business needs to be just rock solid. And we're going to give clients a reason to do to believe that uh, in 2020, just as much as we have for the last 39 years. Yeah, it's and been, for the next 39, right? Yeah, uh-huh. the next 30, that's right. <laughs> it's been a busy place around here. The oh, close you wait, the year. Joe. I know. <laughs> oh, I just, it's 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 Hang early on. momentum. Hang on, it's and yeah. I know you kind of like that. You get yeah. uh, a bit jazzed about uh, the excitement of the, what's going to happen in uh-huh. the future. So yeah. uh, we appreciate that. We got yeah. a great team here, yeah. so I couldn't be prouder. Well, thank you, John. Thank you so much for taking time today and coming and hanging out with us. Um, thank you so much for for giving us the latitude to do this kind of thing and to propose that. I really appreciate personally, and I know our team does too, the, Absolutely. the collaboration that we have here to be able to kind of bring these ideas forward. Um, I'm excited to look into 2020. Um, you know, I, I think we've got a lot of cool stuff ahead. Um, and it, for the folks out there listening, this is going to be, I think, our last episode that goes Abs- up yep. before the new year. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, feel free to, to leave some comments down below about anything exciting that you heard um, or have questions about. Uh, if you haven't, feel free to leave us a rating and a review for the show and <laughs> let us know how we're doing. Um, yeah. You can always find more about us at uh, strategicamerica.com uh, slash ASAP for the podcast, but there's a lot of other good info up there as well. So okay. again, thank you, John. Yeah. Everybody have a wonderful holiday season. Be safe. Enjoy that time out there with your families. And we will see you again next year. Yep. See ya. ASAP, a Strategic America podcast, is produced inside the walls of Strategic America, a marketing agency located in West Des Moines, Iowa. Visit strategicamerica.com ASAP for more.